This is Dennis Eames, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorello. Dominate and obliterate. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 24th, if you can believe it, of February 2020. 2020. We're in February already. It's absolutely amazing. Um, just a few things, because we're not going to get into a ton of stuff with the websites and everything. Um, we always do this. This is very, very important. Take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Why do you think? Because that is how you think. In fact, I took big pieces of cardboard and wrote that on the three different pieces. Each one has its own I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because even when I'm inside FBC, and even if I'm coming up the driveway with the door open, I want to see that. You want to keep reminding your self-conscious mind of how important you are, how strong you are, how powerful you are. But the biggest thing is how human you are. I, I'm going to bring this gentleman in because we've been having a great chat. The great Stevie Shanks is on with me momentarily. And we got talking about a lot of this stuff and, you know, how the world of stones is growing and, and this big program with the power rack we're using. And a couple of things, one of the things we're going to talk about, and I can't wait to talk to the king of the straddle lift, is talk with, with the straddle lift with Stevie. Um since John and I talked about it, it's really kind of set some people on fire, including yours here. I never did many of them in all my lifting, if you can believe it. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm expecting some big, big things out of this. That's pretty exciting stuff today we're going to be hitting very shortly. But remember this. The thing is, when I say winner's champions, unstoppable, when you believe that finally and you Burn that into your subconscious mind, and you hang, go out go out and do the cardboard stuff I got. Get index cards. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Put it in your car. Put it in your pocket. The only way you're going to be a champion and be able to go out and help others is when you do things like that. You ought to see the things I'm doing. If you've seen some of the things I'm doing, it's spin your head right off the axis. I am dead serious about this, and I am going where I want to go. There's just so many things to do. Life's too short, man, to be hanging around wishing. you got to go and put the action in. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Uh, winners and champions, that's our big product. If you'd like to get involved with the family and you want to invest, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. All the materials there, anything you would like to uh, push out to us, 
would be greatly, greatly um, appreciated. Um, also, too, uh, let me think. MotivationMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Stevie and I have done. There is just a wealth of material out there, a wealth of it. Also, too, um, go out to um, MailChimp. That's on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. When you sign up, it will go right out to my MailChimp account. And anything we put out, you will get a ton of content guaranteed. Another way to invest in a big, growing company is to go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Come on in. Advertise with us. The rates are very, very fair, in my opinion. And if you know me, I will work diligently to get your brand cranking. And in that light, too, we are looking for male or female salesman or saleswoman, either or. We will take both. If you want to do it part-time, if you're semi-retired, whatever. You're starting out, you want to get into a company that's going to be a multi-million dollar company on both ends, come on in with us. And I will give out my phone number. I don't want people calling me other than for this, please. 518-894-4450. If I don't pick it up, please leave a message. Identify yourself with a number where I can reach you, and I will reach you within 24 hours, guaranteed. And I thank anybody who would like to get involved with us. Also, too, um, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And on that note, I'm going to read you some power. Let me uh, just bring this up. Number one. We're going to welcome strongman Stevie Shanks, obviously. He's a stone lifter, a strongman, a musician, and obviously he is the son of the legendary stone lifter Jack Shanks, who's been on with Stevie here twice, and we had great shows, totally enjoyable. Uh, Stevie told me his father is doing very well physically. Uh, we couldn't be happier. As I said, you know, just like, you know, I know he's a little older than John McCain, but, you know, John just turned 74, and these guys are just absolutely brutal. No matter what the world does to them, they find a way to get through it and persevere. So, on that note, Stevie, welcome back, brother. Um, it's always an honor to have you on. Always very enjoyable, sir, and welcome back. Thanks very much, Eric. Always look forward to your chats. You know, it's, it's always good crack. I always get... Plenty of interesting uh, topics to, to, to discuss and see of the world. Hell yeah. And um, <laughs> big thing right now, how would you like, I mean, websites, any way they can get a hold of you? Because you know how it is here with all the stuff we're talking about. So give everybody anything they need to go look at website-wise. Um, obviously how to get a hold of you. If you got anything new you want to mention, um, be my guest. And we're going to go into two things, the plant-based diet and a straddle lift, so it's all yours, brother. Okay, well, I suppose anybody wants to get in contact with me, I suppose Facebook is the best. I mean, I'm easily accessible on that. Uh, websites in relation to my, my stone lifting activities, obviously, it's the, the, the Denny Stones website's been the big one for me, where I kind of keep everybody informed of all that's happening with, with the stones these days. That's uh, the dennystones.com, it's nice and easy. I do have a YouTube channel, which is just for a bit of fun more than anything else, I put stuff up on it, but more recently now, with, with such interest in the Denny Stones and so many people training for them, and, and, and so many people starting off in positions that I see, you know, for me, that I think are dangerous, you know, where they're out of position yep. and they're big weights. Yep. I, I've put up some uh, a setup video on YouTube, and I've put up a grip video on YouTube. It's, it's not that these are the, the definitive videos, Eric, by any means, 
But the, these are the techniques that I use, mm-hmm. and they have been successful for me. So I just wanted to share them from 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 just my opinion and, and, and my experience with it. And if it works for anybody, I, I would be very happy to hear your know, feedback on it if it's working for you, or if it's not. You know, because we're all made differently. You know yourself, sure. and we're talking about things like the plant-based diet. You know, and we're talking about the straddle lift. You know, these things work for some people; they don't for others. Right. Or, or partially work for them, you know. But if anybody gets anything at all out of my videos, I'm more than happy. You know, you know, Steve, you something I'll ask you before we hit the plant-based diet. Um, what do you think? You know, with, with, with everything out there, you know, we know we talked about CrossFit and bodybuilding and this and that and whatever is new. You know, you see all over these Peloton bikes and come on, will you? Um, what is it about stone lifting? Now, you've really seen a metamorphosis, a change, a growth. And as Stevie and I were talking, there's a bigger growth. It's starting to touch other parts of just the strength community. It could be going into anything at this point. Because as John and I talk about with the power rack, you know, we're talking younger kids. You know, everybody wants to be a football player in, in the United States, it seems like, and gymnasts. And we talk about, my God, you put one of those kids in there and they are trained properly, like, like Stevie's saying with his YouTube, YouTube channel. And obviously you gotta be in person with any of this stuff if they're near you or somebody. Um, I just think you're, you're a dominating, unstoppable individual. So, with everything you're seeing, obviously you're getting ready for this year's gathering. What do you think? What do you think's kind of touched all that off now with the stone lifting, Stevie? Oh well, I suppose that there's a lot of reasons why stone lifting is growing. I think one of the big things about stone lifting, the reason that it caught me and probably probably caught my dad's attention too, is it's it's the romance and the history and the sort of mythology. You know, you're you're kind of doing things that mythical giants, you know, Finn McCool. Through stones across you know, yeah. of the causeway, you know all of these things come to life to you individually when you stand over a stone. You know, and there there is something. I don't know if everybody feels the same about it as I do, but when I stand over a stone or I put my hands on a big granite boulder, I, I do feel something. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. not just, and I genuinely do. You know, so I, I think that there, there's that side of it. I do think that the rogue documentary Stoneland played a big part in lighting the fire, particularly in, in, in the States. Sure. You know, and it has, has definitely grown me with six, 16 million views within the first four or five months of that thing being released in 2017. You know, so it, 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 I think it's played a big part in it, but it, it's one of these things, it's kind of got its own life now and it's growing because I see it every day with, you know, when, when you look on my Instagram account there, you know, I, I can't scroll down more than two or three posts and I see somebody either starting out with any stones or they've, they've, they've made their appointment or yep. they're, they're just doing it now in the next few days. So, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's got its own life now. Well, and they're, they're right. up. <laughs> well <laughs> you know what? You know what I wanted to tell you, too? I don't mean to interrupt you. Is this, um, he, this gentleman's all over, but he's on Etchison Stone. His name's Rick Law. Um, he's had some hurdles, uh, and I got a note from him a few weeks ago. And he said, you know, the show has just helped me so much, so immensely. And, uh, of course, he, he leaves it with, you know, um, obviously, winter champion, unstoppable. And right underneath he goes, and, and by the way, I'll be at the gathering this year. So that's pretty damn good, Stevie. That's a very impressive character, uh, Rick Law. Yeah, he's, yeah. This guy, I mean, he, he, he's, he's definitely got his own battles going on. Yeah. Uh, at the, I'm 
it's very hard to, to sort of say I've never met anybody as impressive, but he's one of the most impressive guys that I met because it's it's, it's his resolve. Yeah. It's what he's facing, and I mean, for him, there is just no, there, there's no chance of failure. No failure doesn't exist, and it's it's when I do this. Yep. You know, and I mean, no matter what the hurdles are, you know, he, he faces them head on, and yep. his mindset is amazing, and I can't wait to see him succeed in it. You know, because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. He will. He's a very impressive character. Change your life forever, and I didn't. I can't mention this gentleman's name. And I don't want to forget. And when I brought Rick up, it, it, the light bulb went off. Um, and I know you've seen his name before, Stevie. Um, I was contacted by this gentleman last week. In fact, he's been on the show before. Quite a lifter. Um, he's facing some very, very serious um, life challenges. I mean, very serious. Um, if he does give me permission, I will give his name if he wants to. But at the time, he hadn't even told his daughters. Um, but if you do pray, keep him in your prayers because he's got some serious stuff going on. All right. So, obviously, we see the, the – I won't even call it a rebirth. We're really kind of seeing the birth of stone lifting exploding now all over. My thing, and, and I want to get right into this, but one thing I've noticed about all of it is this. You know, when you talk about standing over a stone, that feeling, that pull, that energy, it's all there. You know, everything vibrates in the world, folks. Stones vibrate. There's an energy in all that that draws you to it. And, you know, Stevie's probably seen more than one person in his life, like myself. I never thought for the life of me they'd ever lift stones. And I'm not, they're, and, and they don't, they're not interested in being competitive like that. But they can still lift a 150 pound stone, and it's just dynamite to see that. The thing I love about it, and Stevie and I have talked about it, the sandbags, the stones, you know what? You can take a 40 pound whatever up to a 450 pounder, they're using even bigger Atlas stones now, and do whatever you want to do. Be whatever you want to be. I don't think there's anything out there in physical culture that can get a human being in that type of shape. I don't care how many thousand-dollar bikes you have or this gadget or this movement or do that or do this. It's complete. When you train head to toe, and you, Stevie said it too, and I said it, you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing teaching you. Because a stone, a power rack, a barbell, a sandbag can put you away for the rest of your life. Stevie, comment on that if you want. If not, let's start right in with the plant-based diet, brother. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that taking instruction from people who, who, you, who have experience and knowledge, you know, I mean, I know that there's a lot of different attitudes and, and uh, you know, techniques and, and methods for training. It doesn't matter. Just pick one. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's just somebody's got experience. They're going to know the pitfalls. There are certain sort of common denominators that no matter who's teaching you, they're going to they're going to teach you these things. You know, to protect your back and you know about warming up and all. It's just all the fundamentals. I mean, once you learn those and, and whatever to whatever technique path you, you choose, go down it. You know, but it's I mean I I think when you, you say about sort of people of all shapes and sizes, you I mean if you look at the Art Blair stones. Oh yeah. It's a perfect example. You know, from a twenty kilogram stone right up to one hundred and fifty five. You know. There's a challenge for everybody. I mean, you got the Stoltman brothers. It's it's such a challenge that they're taking it on. You know, you look at Brett Nichols carrying stones. Oh yeah, yep. All the top athletes in the world are all are all wanting to have a go at this now, which is great. You know, so there is definitely something for everybody. You know, from a small pebble. You know. Yeah. And 
that this is even throwing a rock, they're picking up rocks, putting up ring handles on it. Such a variety. And like you say, this it's it's made stones. If you want to get strong, you want to get fit, you want muscular endurance, it's all there. Oh yeah. Stones, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, if they, they'd have to go back, the listenership would have to go back and listen to our last show. But I'll just break it down quick. Uh, Stevie's father had some issues with his heart. He had to get some stents. Um, and when Stevie came in here, obviously, you know, everyone had known something was going on, and Stevie elaborated on it and then began speaking about a plant-based diet that he felt that with what happened with his dad, you know, he's in his 50s now. Could he be prone to what Jack had, et cetera, et cetera? Smart thinking. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen to him, but I understand, and Jack was on board with it. And Stevie's a great son. There's no doubt about it. He loves his dad, um, so they were going to do it together. And a lot of that stuff is a lot less painful when you got somebody you can kind of, you know, you know, not go back and forth with. So I hadn't talked to Stevie other than Facebook stuff, and I saw the thing obviously the other day that he was no longer on that diet, and he had returned to meat. And obviously his training started taking off again. All right, Stevie. So go in. You know, you started the diet. Tell us what you found, what you liked, what you didn't like, and then tell everybody out there why you felt you had to go back to more of a conventional diet, especially with the type of lifting you're doing, sir. <laughs> back to full carnivore, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, I'm not going to knock it. You know, I, I, I don't want to be negative about the plant-based diet thing at all. Yep. You know, because I mean that there were there were things. I, I suppose whenever you're gonna you're gonna go down, I, mean, I would kind of class this as an extreme diet, and there's it's an extreme change from the norm. You know, it's like Atkins and all these different sure. diets where you're you're, you're really taking a, a massive curveball away from what you would consider to be a normal balanced diet. Uh, I actually watched the Game Changers documentary on Netflix. Yep. Yeah, and it really caught my imagination because the timing of it. You know, with watching that and all the all the stuff that they said about your about your your well being, your gut health, your your your, your, your the, the narrow, narrowing of arteries, all that stuff, it sort of coincided with with Dad going through his his little issue recently. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, yeah. Always, Dad's out the other side of that now. He's great. <clears throat> Everything's perfect. You know, I think you you would probably class him as indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> he would. He has done so well with all of that. But it really it just lit a fire within me. You know, to say, well, look, I'm in my mid fifties now. You know, I mean, uh, things like sort of narrowing arteries and all are, are genetic, so I'm going to face it at some point in my life. I thought I would give it a go. I was at, at that point where I had been to the Worlds in, in, in Kansas. I was on the kind of a break from it and just thinking about starting the train again, you know. So I thought, yeah. I'll coincide with the diet and we'll see how everything goes. And I gave it a good three months. I mean, I, I didn't just dabble at it. I jumped in with both feet, you know. So I think when you're going to talk about something, you have to talk about it from experience. You can't just sort of listen to somebody on YouTube or on a TV ad and say, this is what he says, you know. I, I, I agree. Don't believe. Yep. I think you've really got to try it yourself. So I did give it a good try, and there's loads of positive stuff that came out of it, and there was some areas that just didn't work for me, you know. The big thing that I noticed going into it, I took my cholesterol reading, and it was 5.2, which is all right. You know, it's, it's four's a good normal one. Uh, 5.2's on the way up, but it's not what they would consider dangerous territory. But showing a rise. So one of the things that I did find within four weeks of going on the plant-based diet was that my cholesterol was down to 4.8 in wow. four weeks. Wow. You know, that, that's massive. Because yep. people people spend a year 
adjusting their dad and maybe go from 5.2 to 5.1 or maybe 5, but not 4 points in 4 weeks, you know. Sure, sure. So from that side, if you're looking at artery health, you know, and, and you know, my gut health was fantastic. My, my, my general sense of well-being in the mornings, sharp as a tack when I woke up, you didn't feel groggy. You know, not that I would feel groggy in the mornings, but I just, I think it felt sharper. Yeah. So that's the positive side to it, you know, and a great variety of stuff, very tasty food, you know, and I did research it, you know, in terms of the vitamin B12, you know, sources of amino acids, all of those things. Like you can't just say I'm going to eat plants because there are certain things that our body needs, you know, for energy and for, yep. you know, well-being and strength and stuff. So I did a wee bit of research on that as well. I didn't just blindly jump in and start, you know, eating plant-based huh. sort of ready-made meals, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel that I gave it a, a good try. The one area that impacted me was my strength. I couldn't get off the baseline. Normally, within about three weeks of resuming training, you know, if, you, if you lay off for a while and you let your CNS yeah. recover, so you, you give yourself a bit of a break and you get back in it. And obviously, you, you're going to have moved back a wee bit. But generally, I think within about three weeks, I'm normally at or around where I left off. You know, it doesn't take me that long, you know. Right, right. So, but I seriously, I mean, deadlifts, I mean, 400 pounds was just, Felt like I was just left in a house, you know. It really, it was, it was horrible. It yeah, really was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, four hundred pounds, like three fifty. I mean, felt heavy, you know. It's crazy. It was, and I mean, I genuinely was training the way I normally train, doing the same rep uh, ranges, all that sort of stuff, and nothing was moving. He didn't, but, but a wee bit on the rings, you know, six hundred pound felt. I mean, and it is heavy, but you know, it felt heavier to me than it should have. Sure. So, so I kind of thought I'm going to introduce a wee bit of fish and chicken into my diet. Uh, which I did, and I noticed an instant change. I mean, literally within 10 days, things were moving up, but again, they kind of plateaued. Yeah. And not at the point where I wanted it to be, you know, so in the end, you know, sorry, Dad, for saying this, but fuck it. <laughs> I just said, yeah. full, full carnivore. You know, I just went back on full carnivore diet, and everything is back yeah. and beyond. You know, it is, you know I, I, I managed to pull a 500 uh, on the trap bar, the high handles last week, you know, yep. which, that's the best I've ever done. Wow. I'm not a before, wow. but it was kind of matching a PB, you know, so I expect in the next few weeks that that's going to go forward, you know, my, my deadlift's back up where it needs to be, you know. I haven't done much in the rings, I want to do a wee bit of that tonight, actually, when we finish here. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed everything is heading back, I put a wee bit of weight back on, you know, I was down about 70 kilos. Yeah. I'm up to about 72 again, which is my fighting weight, you know, that's kind yeah. of yeah. considered to be my natural, my, my natural weight. And everything feels great. So it does, so, you know, I mean, positive side, you know, general well-being, gut health, you know, cholesterol, all of those things, fantastic. But for me at the moment, I've, I've strength goals that I want to achieve. So I'm going, I went back eating big old steaks and stuff yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to stay on that until I achieve my, my goals. I think maybe at some point, you know, when maybe the, the strength aspect isn't as much of a thing to me that I want to focus on my, on my, my well-being and stuff, I might try and find a balance somewhere in the middle. But I do think that that, that documentary come out has definitely sparked people's interest. You know, you can see, McDonald's, you know, uh, right. Subway, you know, Burger King, they're all doing vegan things. And so it's catching on, but I think it's too early yet for there to be enough information out there where people can say this is definitely how you do it. You know, I know that people say there's been research done. I don't think there's been enough done yet. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, there are people that do it and it works for them, but there are people who do it and it doesn't work. So they need to find out why. And I think that there's a lot more to come on that, you know, and not just, not just, the YouTube heroes who think they know everything about everything, you know. <laughs> I do think it be some serious research done on it, but I, I do see a future for it. Yeah, I I, I think uh, with a lot of the younger generations coming up, they've. 
been, you know, exposed to it big time mainstream. But I still agree with you. You know, I was telling um, Stevie about my niece, who's an incredible long distance runner, getting ready to go to college. Um, and she'll definitely probably get something for uh, running, but she probably won't need it with her grades. But every little bit helps. And she's been a vegan for, I think, almost three years now. Okay. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this. And, um, you know, I, I don't say much because, you know, that that's a sensitive subject. But my, my main thing is like what Stevie's talking about. You know, uh, yeah, maybe you had a sense of well-being. Some of your numbers look good on the chart. But if you're an athlete, now Scott Shetler would probably totally disagree with Stevie and I because he's a vegan. And um, I don't know if he drinks milk or anything. Next time he's on, I'm going to talk to him about it. And he's had a lot of success. Though, you know, some people maybe are set up for that diet because everybody will say to me, well, a gorilla doesn't eat any meat. They just eat veggies. Well, okay, whatever. Everybody can come up with something. But the point of the matter is with my niece, she does a lot of running. You know, forget about the races. You know, it's the practice, practice like we all do with our weights and whatever else we're doing, our stones and et cetera, et cetera. I just don't want to see her hit the wall, and that could very easily happen because, as I said to Stevie, I was like, thank God she's so young. And I and I think that's the same way with, like, CrossFit and all those things. They get the younger kids that aren't all beat up and battered up, but the shelf life of them is not always real long either because, you know, I've read about some of the injuries. They're horrendous, man. Um, so, uh, you know, if it works for you, great. But Stevie, you know, carnivore, I'm a carnivore. I, I you know, I, I've done fasts and things like that, you know. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think everything is moderation. You know, maybe you don't have meat a few days a week if you're kind of burned out with it. But what I find, especially right now, when I'm training heavy, man, I want to eat red meat. I don't know. And I think that goes back to evolution. I mean, yeah. when you're when you're in there throttling big shit, you know, Stevie's talking 500-pound deadlift here, all right? Well, let me tell you, that guy will be eating the walls down for three or four days. That's what happens. And a sandwich doesn't satisfy me. You give me a big quarter-pound hamburger or bigger, and we go throw it on the grill in the back, I won't even get it in the house because I'll be eating it right off the grill, literally. Um, that's just the way that works. So now that you're a carnivore, hitting the hitting the beef again and all that, and you got the goals coming up, um, and and obviously I got you. You know, you get a little older. You know, maybe you're not doing the strength stuff the way you're doing. I got it. But if you were going to talk to a group of young kids, because you know we're centering so much on this more and more, and we we've talked offline, which we're not going to talk about some of the stuff, obviously. But you're going to get questions like that. You know, Steve, you walk in somewhere with middle school kids, high school kids, and you bring up diet, you know damn well someone's going to say to you, well, I'm a plant-based diet. How do you answer that, Stevie? I think that the thing about it is, I mean, we're all unique, you know, and, and that different things work for different people. I think if I was talking to somebody who's young and they're just starting out in this, I would say try different things. Yeah. See what works for you, you know. I, I suppose when you, when you talk about, you know, I say eating seven steaks seven nights a week. You know, that's, <laughs> ex yep. that's yep. extremely on one side of the thing. 
then you talk about we're just purely Atkins diet, so it's just pure protein. Yeah. Or we're talking pure, pure, uh, pure plant-based. You know, try them. But I honestly think that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, everything in moderation, you know, I, I suppose, you know, I, I don't think we're made for extreme diets either way, you know, because if we eat red meat every night, obviously we're going to clog our arteries up, you know, we're going to regret it later in life. But I think if, if, you're, if you're moderate with the, the chicken, the fish, the, the, the red meat, you know, get the balance right. If it's fighting that balance, it's balancing everything in life. Not just, not just, not just, just, just lifting weights, you know, I mean, balancing right. your home life, you know, balancing, you know, your, your, your hobbies with your home life, with your work life, you know, to make sure that you're not overdoing one and, you know, leaving somebody else or something else behind, you know. I agree. So, I suppose I'm talking to the young people. I mean, certainly one of the things you touched on earlier on was, you know, about using stones and what you use them for. Sure, sure. I suppose at the end of the day, the, the, the very first question is, no matter what you're going to train for, is what's your goal? What are yep. you training for? Yep. Because if you're training to, to get lean, your reps are going to be high, your weights are going to be low. If you're training for strength, the weights are going to be high, the reps are going to be low. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a bodybuilder, it's somewhere in the middle of that, you know what I mean? So it's... You really have to establish what where somebody wants to end up first before you start talking about training programs or diets. Well, I'll tell you this, um, and we'll go right into the straddle. Is this? You and I both know. You know, there's a lot of great things. You love music. There's a lot of things I like doing. But I'll speak on my behalf here, and I've said it probably in almost every show. I couldn't live without doing this stuff. And, I, you know, people say, well, someday you're not going to be able to do it. I say to them, if I've got one leg and one arm, I'll find a way to do it. All right? Because this is what I want to tell people. This is what's so important we're talking about today and every day is guys like Stevie and the women that are on here like Kara Shaw, et cetera, et cetera, all do this for the love of it. You know, um, there's no doubt about it. And one thing I can say is this has been probably the best thing in my life. I mean, yeah, family, girlfriends, you know, Stevie's married. I, I got the whole thing. But a male especially, I think, there's so many things that are closed off from us now. You know, behave, fold your hands, you know, don't speak. That's not me. And when I'm out in that gym, it sounds like there's murder and mayhem going on out there and there is technically and you want me to tell you why because it's the only thing that i can go out and do like that and people will be like wow that's aggressive and you know the behavior and all that let me tell you something do you think you're going to do anything that's going to require guts and just approach it like oh okay i'll do it think about stevie approach the uh shank stones at his dad's house or the Denny Stones, or the deadlift, and just walked up to it and said to whomever's there, if no one's there, and said this out loud, well, maybe I'll get it. Maybe you'll get it. I'd be like throwing shit at the screen at him, saying, what happened, man? (laughs) This is my point. This is the point of all this. This is what Stevie, John, Dr. Wong, and so many of us are trying. Well, I'm not going to say I hate that word, trying. We are going to lay this down we are going to as they say lay the leather down because i'm telling you right now you get into this physical culture no matter what age you are i don't care if you're a 50 year old guy you're going to love it when you get educated by people like us and see what we're doing he made a great great point stevie 
you know, the great Charlie Oliphant, the Art Blair Stones. That gives everybody a chance to come in and see what you got. You know, and as Charlie does, you know, if they can't reach the top of the barrel, they put an X on the side. You see these kids walk away that have never done anything like this with a grin from ear to ear. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to be like Stevie and I and so many of the others here and lift to the day they put us in the hole. But what you're doing to a young man or young woman and you don't know what they've been through or what they're processing, it's all a win. There's nothing like what we do. It's all yours, Stevie. Yeah, I mean, it's, there really is nothing like what we do, you know, and it's, I suppose, I mean, one of the things about doing this is, is the successes, you know, is having yep. the odd time whenever you, 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 you pull a personal best or, you know, or you're, you're, you're hitting a mini goal on the way to your big goal. And for me, I mean, the, the big thing about training is, is the mini goals. Because I mean, I remember, I remember very clearly starting off my journey for for the the trend of the Denny Stones. Yeah. And thinking, you know, I had seven hundred forty pounds. And I was picking up five hundred or something on the rings. Yeah. And how the heck am I going to add another two hundred fifty pound onto this? You know. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of thought, you know, just forget about that. Five fifty, six hundred. Yeah. You yeah. know, TikTok, and and that's what I'm doing now with with the five hundred pound deadlift. You know, I'm sitting around four forty at the minute, so that's another sixty pounds. So the next thing will be 450, you know, yeah. and then bits and pieces on the on the trap bar, on the hack lift, on the straddle lift we're going to talk about later. Yep. You know, all of those to try and build up the power off the ground and then all the different phases, you know, build up those areas and, you know, certainly keep keep the, the, the strong areas too, but look for the weak areas and build them up to match yep. the others. You know, and it's, it's just a process and it's a great process. Yep. And I think whenever you're focused on a goal, then the, 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 the training itself, it all takes care of itself because you just try and, you're trying all these different ways to get at that end goal that you want, and then when you reach it, take a minute, enjoy it, and then reset, and away you go again. There you go. Yeah, and, and you know what the greatest thing is? You know, uh, you're going to have tons of failures, which lead to tons of successes, life's disappointments. You know, there's a lot of things that happen outside of the gym. Let me tell you something. This stuff prepares you for everything, man. If you let it into your heart, if you love it and nurture it, just like all the other things we talk about, love your family, your wife, your girl. You know, as I say, that six inches between your ears where you see that garden, meaning your subconscious mind, will make you or break you. Why not make it? Why not hang around with people that want to climb to the moon? Why not go after things that everybody tells you you can't? Why not be kind to somebody and and give them the knowledge that you have attained? Why not? And this is what needs to be done. We don't need any more of this nonsense that's going on all over the place. And people that are listening to us, I'm telling you right now, understand it. You live from the inside out, not from the outside in. When you start administering your life like that, you hear Stevie talking about 500, me talking about this dead stop squat with a push that would blow your eyeballs out of your head. All these things are going on, and, and people send me stuff. Oh, how are you guys doing all this and all that? i got to tell you something. When you get to the point we're at, and I'm not going to talk for Stevie, but i, I got a feeling because I'm going to go right back to him because I want to hear what he says. He knows as a musician, too, you become a very creative individual. 
And it's nothing for me to hang this phone up with Stevie in the next 45 minutes and all of a sudden this show or whatever just dawns something new on me. I keep pads everywhere around me. I'm always writing notes down, whether I'm going to use it today or a year from now. And if you proceed in your life like that, if you got the standards, if you go and do big things, if you go to goals, you reach your goals, you get slammed back 100 feet, you go back at it, finally you beat it. And as Stevie says, you enjoy it for a little while, damn it, you get on the horse and get ready for something else. Comment on that, brother, and fire right into the straddle lift, please. Yeah, I, I think that the, the creative thing, you know, that sort of creating your own path to reach your goals, that's very important. Yep. Because I suppose it takes it back to what we were talking about early on about we're all different, you know. So, I mean, but the way my dad trained to pick up the stones, well, obviously he could pick them up the first time he tried them anyway. Yeah, right, but, right. You know, but his training methods were, were completely different than mine. And, I mean, as a musician, particularly as a drummer, you have to find, when you learn a new song, you have it's, it's like a map, you have to find your way through it, you know. Yep. And, where one guy will do it a certain way, you know, I'll do it a different way. And it's the same with musicians, guitar players and stuff. You know, they, the same song, but if you put five guitar players in a the room, they'll play it five different ways. You know, if you put five lifters training for the Denny Stones, there's going to be five different paths, I imagine, they'll take, you know. Yeah. Particularly, in, you know, how, how they perceive their training pattern to go to get stronger, how they will approach technique, you know. So it's, it's all of those things. It's being creative and finding your way and what works for you. And that's why I said, I mean, for example, putting my, my videos up on, on, on YouTube to, to get people, it's getting people started, you know, yeah. but it's not, I'm, I'm not saying that this is, this is, this is your rep range you need to move in. You need to kind of work those things out for yourself, but yeah. certainly giving people the fundamentals, the basics, how to stand over, how to not hurt yourself, you know, how to put yourself in a very strong position. I mean, I, I know I'm right when I'm saying a lot of those things, you know, but how you use that and then how you, you, you take that technique and develop your strength. That, that that's 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 down to the individual, you know, and and I suppose I mean most people who take on the Denny Stones will have lifted weights before. I, I yeah. don't think people would take it on as their first delve into the strength world, you know. Right. So people will have done deadlifts. They will have, you know, worked from from a hundred kilo deadlift up to a two hundred kilo, or from a two hundred to a three hundred. You know, they will have trailed trodden that path, so they know themselves, you know, how, how to how to sort of get themselves stronger, you know, by the rep range, you know, with what sort of percentages they use, etc. So. Taking that and a, and a new technique, but applying their experience, those kind of things, I think, work for people, you know? Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that we were talking about, what worked for Dad, and what worked for me, sort of going neatly into this, this straddle thing, you know, I Dad was a big believer in the hack lift. Okay, yep, yep. I used it a lot, you know, in my early days, in my early training. But what, one of the things that struck me as, as I was moving on was the straddle lift. Yep. You know, and, and I did find it's called the Jefferson off the floor, but when you when you stick it up on a rack from eighteen inches, it's called a Kennedy lift. Yep. It's actually it's actually a lift in the USAWA, and I, I think I mean I I got that up there around about seven hundred and thirty pounds. Wow. But you know it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a good weight you know to have in your hands, but it, it does it gets you into that position, you know that you you would use over the stones you know, and I was very lucky. I had the rings from the start. Yep. Pretty much it was only a couple of months you know when I was using barbells and I used the straddle. No, did uh, from height because my dad he was pulling like nine seventy and that's what he was. That guy, that guy is like, I swear yeah. to God, man, he he, he must have drank genetics somewhere with that. He was like a, a super god, you know what I mean? It's like wow. Holy I remember once he was down, he was shaving me a blow lamp, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
just off the charts, you know. So I was trying to get my numbers in around where I was trying to be with with the Denny lifts, you know. Yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, one of the things about the the the, the Kennedy, it's from eighteen inches. Yep. You know, I get guys who are training for the stones. I would maybe even encourage them to go up maybe to 20, 21. Yeah. Yep. You know, because you can lift, you can shift a lot more. I mean, I shifted over 800 from 21 inches, you know. So, it's in fact, it was, I think it was 880 was the most I ever done that. And I had to use hand straps. I couldn't hold wow. on to it. Wow. But you can shift a lot of weight. So, you know, if you're wanting to train, say, for the lifted any stones, you know, not everybody has access to the rings right away. Yeah. So, I, I always recommend the, the Jefferson and the Kennedy particularly. For people, well, because it gets you in that position. All right, Steve, Stevie. So for anybody that's never done a straddle lift or not, not is really sure of it. And let's just yeah. go with, with the idea. We're going to talk like the middies we're talking about now in the power rack with it. Just describe, you know, um, how you set it up. Obviously, we're going to have it on the rods in the rack. We'll go yeah. 18, 22 inches. Just tell everybody how do you stand over it. You know, hand grip, obviously, as we know, there's one behind, one in front. But take it from there. Just give everybody a little description of it. I would say that there's very few people who listen to this show who would never have done a deadlift before. Right, right. So, so whether you're doing a Jefferson off the ground or whether you're doing a Kennedy off the racks, you approach it in exactly the same way as you would approach the deadlift initially. Yep. And then you simply stick your right leg over the bar or your yep. left leg over the bar, whatever way the, the, the setup favors you. And, you know, the rest is very much like a deadlift. So, for example, off the floor, I approach it exactly like I would approach a deadlift. Yep. And I stick my right leg over the bar. Yep. Okay. Then I take my grip exactly the same way as I would take a grip if I was doing a reverse grip. Yep. On a deadlift. So, you've got your, my, my, my right knuckles are facing forward. Yep. Uh, my, my left hand supinated, so my, my biceps, unfortunately, is exposed. I, don't, I never really liked that much, but I suppose double overhand for me. On a deadlift is fine, double overhand on a hack lift is fine, but I prefer just re- reversing my grip. And depending on what leg you put over, you know, if you put your right leg over, you have to reverse your left hand. Right. Otherwise, it's very awkward. Yep. You know, so then what you're basically doing is for the second half of the lift, it essentially takes that hip thrust where you have to do on a deadlift and you can pass your knees. Yep. It makes it much more of a linear lift. So you're, you're kind of getting, getting onto your heels, you're looking up. And you're driving straight up in the air, and it does take that second half of a deadlift thing out where you're having to drive your hips forward. It's a bit more like, I suppose, like a trap bar lift. Yeah. Fine, you know, so you, the, the second half of the lift doesn't have that level of difficulty that a deadlift would, but it brings its own challenges as well. But I think it really strengthens the traps, and it really focuses on the on the glutes and, and the hamstrings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's how it really builds power off the ground. And then using it in, in, in the second half of the lift from that, that bit of height, Gets you into that dinny position, so you're used to it. doesn't have the imbalance that the dinnies would have, but yep. I still think you know that the grip's a big factor in it, and you know that that driving, that linear driving power that you're you're trying to build, you know, it's really really good for that. It really is. Um, we, you know, we know a lot. I know people. John's talked to me and stuff um, that don't really, or they've had injuries with the shoulders, you know, and they can't get their hands back behind them to do a squat or whatever. Um, What's your feeling about if you had issues squatting, whether you could come back or not, and the front squat definitely won't work because of the shoulder. Yeah. And um, so let, let's talk Jefferson lift, straddle lift, Kennedy lift. Let's talk about that. Uh, someone that still wants to be competitive, let's just say they can still lift stones. Let's let's just go with the idea they can lift the dinnies, they can grab the rings and pull them without destroying whatever's left of their shoulder. 
All right. Yeah. Is the straddle lift? Well, I, I, I can answer, but I, I know I want everybody to hear you say it. Is yeah. the straddle lift enough besides all the other things you're doing to get ready for that type of lifting? Is that more than enough to build what we need to build? Meaning, you know, you already said it. It hammers the traps, the back, the low, all that. Is that more than enough to go and do what you want to do in Scotland, say? I think, yeah, I wouldn't say to do it. I would never recommend that anybody just do that and then right, go to the right. You know, but certainly if you, the thing about it is, if, if you're starting out and you, you want to lift the Denny Stones, there's a lot of areas that you need to build power yep, in. Yep. And the likes of the, of, of the, the Kennedy lift absolutely does that. I, I don't think it replaces a squat. I think a hack lift probably is, is more akin to a squat because of the position of the bar yep. behind you. Yep. But certainly for the, for, for if you go and train with the Denny Stones and you don't have rings, there's absolutely no question in my mind that I would start you off on the Kennedy lift. Yep. And Jefferson, because the Jefferson gets you right down below, so it builds that basic power, builds up your 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 core strength as well. Yeah. You know, and you, you get the, the upper back strength that you would get with the lockout. You know, so I, I think I mean it definitely builds the building blocks. But I was pulling uh, 350, was it 700, 770. Jesus. On the, yeah. <laughs> nice. On, on, on the, from about 20 inches, and. Because yeah, that was way above the weight of the Denny's. That was before I got my dad's rings back, you know. Yep. And so I got the rings back thinking, oh, I'll just have these for a couple of weeks, you know, get get the technique nailed and go over to Scotland. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely wrong, you know. Yeah. It, it, it gets you in that position. It does start building power. But I don't think on its own it's enough. No. But I do think that it prepares you. So when you go onto the rings, you, you've already built a lot of the foundation strength. So I, I remember talking to, to Mark Haydock. Yeah. Uh, saying, look, I'm doing some, you know, straddle lifts here, like my dad did. You know, trying to build a power for it. And he said, you need to be well above the weight of the Denny's. You know, really? like, I think oh, yeah. Yeah. talking about sort of uh, about over 800 pounds. Wow. You know, because it, it doesn't directly, but it's because of the imbalance, Eric. You know, with, yeah. with the, the heavy weight and then the light weight and the high ring and the low ring and the, the thickness and the grips, all of those things are additional areas that you've got to address. You know, but certainly in terms of, you know, getting onto your heels, getting your hips forward, head back, shoulders back, you know, and, and really getting that driving power through your heels. Yeah. And that linear, that linear feeling, it really does help a lot on that. And I, I and anybody who hasn't got rings, I say, not get that as high as you can. And then once the rings come, then, you know, mix the both together and even maybe bring in a bit of high bar, uh, trap bar work as well, you know. Yeah. Well, if you're going to put together a program, not necessarily for stone lifting but we can we can use that as the end end result yes. what do you like i mean what what do you like as far as matching up with a straddle lift is it i obviously you're a big squat guy um and obviously we don't want to be redundant with a ton of this stuff let's just say we've got the rings and um yes. you know and we've got the loading pins instead of the stones where we we don't have anything drilled through so we're we're gonna practice that a little bit too. We don't know if we're gonna go do it, but we're starting with the big ring and the small ring like you naturally would. What do you what do you like to mate up with all that where we're not overextending but we have to train these areas to get to Scotland? Absolutely. Well I, I think I mean certainly for me the starting point would be the would be the Jefferson, which is the, the straddle left off the ground because you're not dealing with the, the massive weights, you're not dealing with you know, six, seven, eight hundred pounds. Yep. Because I think your your body needs to get used to to kind of build up to that. I don't think you can hang 
800 pounds off your chops if you've never if you've right. only ever done like because people say you know how does your deadlift go across yeah. i'm currently dead than 200 kilos yep. well that's 440 pounds and then all of a sudden you're going to put double that on your shoulders yeah you're going to you're going to pop something <laughs> oh, i really yeah. do so yeah. you need to build that core strength the driving strength but also you know if you think about your shoulders and your your, your lats and your traps yep. you know you're going to be hanging a lot of weight off them yep so i do think that you need to build that sort of power up you know to, that, that you, your body can handle that yep so i think starting off the floor where the, the weights aren't as heavy Build that up, then then kind of move it up, you know, and mix it in a wee bit with the uh, with the Kennedy. Sure. And then maybe once things start, that you know, you start to feel that 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 core, because I can see guys doing it on the Kennedy lift. And yes, I mean the, the weight's coming up, but you, when when they're up, you can see they're unstable in their core, you know, because the, the weight's moving about and the core's moving. I sure. think that's really dangerous, you know. So we get them back down and, and build up the reps and build up the core strength. And then when you when you get onto the the likes of the uh, of the rings, you know, because yeah, you're going yeah. to be hanging 190 kilos, yeah. you know, 421 pounds off off one side. So your 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 lat on that side is going to be taking a hammer in two. Sure. So you really need to build up lat power, you know. So I, I think that that's where the Kennedy and the uh, the Jefferson come in, you know, to, to build. It's a gradual build. Yep. You know, you're not jumping from what your normal program is and that you know, like double or three times what you're used to lifting. You know, you need to build up that and be able to. Those hooks that you hang the weights off need to be able to hold it. Well, let me, and, and I mean, obviously, Mark Haydock's been on here a number of times, and I mean, yeah. he he like, and you mentioned it before, obviously. Even doing the Jefferson lift, Kennedy, whatever you're doing at that point, I mean, he is a, a major guy with the trap bar deadlift. Now, can the trap bar, in your opinion, be incorporated into that? Because remember, we are hammering that lower back. I mean, technically it's a deadlift, even though they don't call it a deadlift. Are we, are we, are we going a little too far or do we institute one in one session and then don't do that and go into the other session with a trap bar? Or can we stay back enough and alternate it? Maybe heavy one week with one, heavy the other, then, you know, maybe 85%, 80% run like that, like they used to do in the old days. Well, uh, what's your feeling on that, Stevie? Well, obviously, the, the, the Kennedy is going to build different muscles than the trap bar is. It's going to focus on different areas. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, overall, it's similar, but it, it, I mean, the, even the position itself, you know, where, where you're at an, an angle to the bar, yeah, you know, yeah. that in itself uh, sort of pushes you down the route of, of maybe favoring one lat over the other. Yep. You know, so I do, I do think that that's worth doing, and I think you should alternate, you know, yeah. right leg forward, left leg forward on yep. it. Yep. And, and build the bar up nice and even. Yep. And the trap bar definitely supplement it. I mean, there's no doubt if you're trying to build up core strength, I mean, the, 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 the trap bar is great fun. Killer, yeah. I'm gonna, I think my, my, my best in the trap bar is 902. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can shift some massive weight with it. Yeah. You know, but your body needs to be able, it's okay saying it, my, my legs have the power to drive it, but you need to be able to have the hooks to hang that off. Well, yeah, and yeah. That's right. the Kennedy and the trap bar, you know, particularly come in because you're hanging massive weights off, but you need to build up to that. Well, you the thing, yeah, go ahead. And think, you know, I'm going to try 900 pounds tonight because you're going to pop something. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, you make a good point because what you're saying is, too, is you've got to load heavy because when you go and step between those two stones, you know, 400 isn't going to do it. You know, that 900 is going to do it, being successful with it. 
and whatever you're using in the Kennedy 700, whatever, that's yeah. going to have you right where you need to be and successful. One other thing, too, obviously we know lats play into everything. They, they lift so many things. Bent oh, yeah. rows, are you a big uh, guy about bent rowing, or what's your feeling with bent rowing? I, I understand the benefits of it, yeah. but I have to honest, I, I've never really done it. <laughs> so, oh, really? Okay. All right. Well. I have, honestly, no, I haven't. I see loads of guys doing it, and I mean, my, my, my trainer, when I when I first started, you know, when I started with Vinti, sure. and I was doing bodybuilding side of me, he had me doing bent rows all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So maybe, maybe that started the process for me and kicked off the, the lot part that I, was, that I was able to develop, you know. But, I mean, he, he, would, he would have been a big advocate of, of, of the bent rows. Yeah, and absolutely. Well, you know, from like kneeling on the bench and lifting sort of heavy dumbbells off the ground. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. And yep. even if he put straps in his hands to hold the dumbbells so he could do more reps. Yep. You know, so he was a he was a he was a big advocate of that, you know. But it's just something I suppose with 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 the weights that I had at home, you know, I didn't really have a lot of stuff where you could do those. Sure. So sure. Just working with with the utensils that I had at hand, you know. That makes sense. Um, as far as a routine goes, just you know, we'll just talk the straddle here. Um, whether we're going to Scotland or not, or we just want to be the strongest guy in the neighborhood, um, let's just say we're doing a, a good heavy program. You know, we're hitting squats, uh, some form of the press I prefer overhead, but we know a lot of people do like the bench press. Um, maybe they throw in some heavy, uh, rows like we're talking about, et cetera, et cetera. Where... And how many times a week, if not more than once a week, how would you incorporate the straddle lift? Let, let, let's do this, Stevie. Let's mm-hmm. make the straddle lift the core lift and build everything around it. So how many days a week, how many reps do we want to alternate, you know, from, say, 95% one day to yeah. 70 one day, et cetera, et cetera. So take it away, sir. Okay. Well, well for me, when I was when I was kind of sort of kind of build my strength up on that, yeah. I found that I was only able to do it twice a week. Sure. I initially started to do it three times a week because that's how many times Dad would have done it. Yeah. But I suppose that the, the big difference was uh, I'm not making excuses. It's just it was, it's the way that the way my, my body works seems to work. Yeah. My, my was in his thirties when he was doing that, you know, and I suppose later on in his forties too. Yeah. I started my fifties, so I suppose one of the big things for me, and, and I'm, I can't stress this enough, when you're when you're working with those kind of weights, particularly you know when you're light like me, is is recovery. Oh yeah. You, know, yeah, you have to build recovery. You must build recovery because the whole point of getting stronger is that you tear the muscle down, you feed it with protein, and it gets bigger and stronger. Yep. You, yep. So if if you're breaking it down but not allowing it to recover, then you're only sort of getting halfway through the process, and then you're breaking it down again. You know, I I'm a great believer in, in letting the process take care of itself. You know, so break the muscle down, feed it with protein, let it get back up to where it's, where it's recovered, and then do it again. Yeah. You know, for me, that was twice a week, Eric. Yep. It was still is, you know. I I would do you have I mean, I can nip out there the odd night and do some shoulders, bit yeah. of bench press, maybe a bit of biceps, arms, that kind of thing. Yeah. But the big heavy compound lifts, it's yeah. twice a week, absolute max. And even when I'm getting down close to like a big meet. Yeah. Once a week for me, you know, because yeah. yeah. my yeah. central nervous system recover as well as my muscles yeah. recover too. But you're you're maintaining that strength. In terms of percentages, you know, I I don't I know you should be doing like the seventy five and work up and stuff. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a desperate man for just going all out. I'm with you. No, I, you know why I said that, Stevie, is this. You know, everybody says, well, you got to do this. No, you don't. I like going by feel. 
you know, you're going to know right away after the first or second set what you got that right. night. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you talk about CTS, and obviously we're talking other forms of recovery, um, I think that's the better way to train. And that that is only from skilled lifting for years. Um, that's not, you know, most people can't walk in that have been doing it six months to a year and figure out what we're talking about here. They're going to go on a program and a lot of times those programs are going to fail because you said it in the very early part of the show. Everybody's different. That's the point. You know, yep, you, you know, Stevie builds a base for you. Eric builds a base for you. But at that point, other than if you're still going to work with them, you've got to see what do we got to tweak? What movement may not agree with the way you're built? And go from there. And, and when you could do that, then you got success. Okay. So we've got our recovery. We're going to go more with the feel when we go in there, or we're going to go balls to the wall, which I've got no problems with. And when you yeah. start feeling you're breaking down, back it off or you take time off. Okay, so we've gone that far. Take it away. Right. Well, I suppose that the reason that I, t- I tend to go all out is, I mean, my dad always said it, in order to get great strength, you have to use great strength. Yes. And that, that kind of stuck with me. That was just, and I, I suppose, I mean, that, that, that seems to be an old school mentality because I'm a, Remember, Sal, listen to one of the guys on your show, and he was very much an advocate of that too. Yeah. Well, the older lifters, you know, and I, I, I totally get that. But one of the things that I built in, and I, I, it, was, it kind of came from the, the, the bodybuilding time when I was, was starting off, yeah. was uh, what they call drop sets. Yeah. So I would do my program, you know, I'd normally work up sort of about 50 kilos at a time. I would stick 50 kilos on when I'm doing the stones or when I'm doing Kennedy's or heavy trap bar lifts. Yeah. So, uh, what, what, what I would have done is just worked with my, with my program of reps. You know, I had a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 thing that I used to do. Sure, yep. So I for five reps, you know, and I earned the 500-pound mark or 180, 400-pound mark. Four reps, three reps, two reps, one rep. And then maybe stick another, another weight on it and do another single. Exactly. And then I would drop down to 50% and rep to failure. So I would probably be sitting in around the, the 400-pound mark and try and get 15 to 20 reps out of that. Holy shit. Yeah, that, yeah, that's hard. I mean, it really, it, it, it does, it, it, Kill it yep. destroys you, you know. And I, I remember once doing it with 500, trying to get 10 reps, you know. And, and Andy Kearney and I had a go at it one day when he was over. <laughs> and we, we both felt when we did, you know. I mean, but it's, I, I do, see, it's, I think whenever you're you're working up through the weights and you get up to your, your, your maximum effort for the session, yeah. you know, at that point, you're, the blood's fully pumping, everything's cooking, yep. you know. And, I think you're at full strength, and I think your body is then ready to be broken down. You know, so that's why, you know, because you feel, I feel great after you. You've, you've just pulled 330 on, on the rings, and it's like, wow, well, it's great. You know, but then it's like, right, okay, put that in half, and then just, just go to failure. I, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can get five reps out of it. Sometimes you can get closer to 20. It just depends how you feel on the night, you know, and how much energy you've used. But it, it's that feeling of I absolutely can't even think of picking up a 20 kilogram plate, let alone another 180 kilo lift. <laughs> right, 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 right. But, but I mean, you, you go back into the house afterwards, and I mean, you, you're just ready to die. You know? Yeah, but you, but you know, everybody out there's got to realize that this this didn't just happen with what Stevie's talking about. This is years of learning and doing things, and yeah. you know, it's like anything in life. You get very good at your craft. But you got to be willing to go through an awful lot of things to get there because what he's talking about, what we're talking about here today, are phenomenal lifts that can take you to the moon, basically, 
But the big thing here is you're going to have to put in the time. You're going to Stevie talks about, you know, what are your goals? What do you need to do? We just outlined something. Okay, what are the movements if we're going to make the straddle lift the center of the whole thing? Um, these are things that you need to be able to come up with and um, to succeed because, as I know, I mean, you know, it had nothing to do with the training, but, you know, when you go to a place like Iceland and, and tear your bicep, you're done. Uh, that, that's disappointing enough. But when you're not ready and you go to something like that or the gathering and you fall flat on your face, I don't know about you, the last thing I want to do is underperform in front of people that I've talked to through the radio or people I've met um, because you have pride. And, and if you have pride, you know, no one wants to get shown up or come there and flop. It happens. This is life. Yeah. One, of the, you, one of the things I would say, anybody that turns yeah. up the Husafel Stone, Anybody that turns up to do the Denny Stones, uh, any of those Manhook Stones, and they fail, yep. they still have my total respect because I know what they went through. You to get to the point where They're ready to have a go. You know, I mean, total respect. You know, if they fail in the day, that's you know what, that's just that's just sort of the universe, you know, doing its thing. Yep. Honestly, but I mean, certainly that because you know, Eric, I mean, I know what you went through. Yep. You know, to, treat, to get yourself ready for the Husafelstone, and you had that unfortunate accident yep. or that, that injury. You know, and, and then there's those guys come along to the Denny Stones and they walk away with their back in tatters. Yeah, yeah. You know, for no other reason than just that's what happened on the day. That's that's they came, they had done the work, they were ready to do it. Yeah, and that's what happened. So my total respect for having the balls to stand up and put yourself in that position where you might feel. Yeah, because well, we all face it. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Is it, well, you know. It takes a lot of balls, like you said. I mean, you know, when that happened to me, the you know, my nephew had gone with me, thank God, and I gave the present, you know, to take him to Iceland. He just graduated high school. And um, that ride home on that plane was like, oh, my God. It was, I, I was like, I still couldn't believe it happened, you know. <laughs> so we get, we get home. And I had to drop him off, obviously, with the, you know, we had the rental car. We drove from Boston to, obviously, New York. Um, I didn't say much, which isn't, that's not my usual demeanor. Usually, you know, once we get talking, you're not going to shut me up because I love talking to people. <laughs> so, you know, I dropped him off at my sister and brother-in-law's, and they're like, we're sorry. And I was like, yep. Yeah, I, I couldn't even look at him. You know, I wanted to, like, just, oh, my God, man. So, um, John Ridge, I talk about, John was like a father figure to me. He was my chiropractor. You know, my dad had passed away probably 10 years prior to meeting John. And John was a guy you would have loved him, Stevie. He was, um, he made sense, man, you know, and, and I used to love jabbing back and forth with him. But, you know, he was somebody that you could always, always talk to about anything. And, he calls me up on the phone the next day, and he says to me, how'd you make out? And I told him, and he said, are you all right? And I said, yeah, I, I just kind of, just right now, I'm just not in the mood to be around many people. He goes, come on over. Hmm. And I was kind of hesitant at first, you know, but I knew that he he meant well. So I said, okay, I'll be over within the hour. So he didn't have any patience, and he goes, come on in here. I want to talk to you. And I was like, uh-oh, here we go. 
<laughs> but I, I didn't think, you know, I think he was very careful, too, because I was just, I didn't want to hear it, you know. And he says to me, I want to say something to you. And he was, he, I tell you, he was in tears, literally. He said to me, everything's going to be all right. I, I said, I know that. But yeah. he said, I want to tell you something, because you made this point. And he said to me, he goes, Eric, he goes, it takes a lot of balls to get on a plane leave your country and go somewhere you don't know anybody you know you're doing something that is just out of this world and he says i'm going to tell you right now be very proud of what you did and he goes you'll go back and do it and he goes i'm telling you right now this is all going to pass too he goes you're always going to remember it i know that but he said you got the balls to go do it. He goes, not hardly anybody would ever do anything like that because, number one, they don't want to be ridiculed, and if they fucking blow out like I did, you know, you know you're going to hear it. I will say this. Nobody ever said anything about the injury, not you know, in a disparaging way. Cause, yeah, we all get it. Yeah, we yeah. all get them. And if you're going to put your ass out there in business – or like you with the with your band, all these things. You know what? Sometimes and more than once, you're going to get the door slammed right in your face and break your nose every time. If you can't handle that, you don't belong doing this stuff. And the yeah. thing and the thing is, I've said this and I'll say it again and again. This is the best thing you can ever do in your life. And I'm not saying you have to go to Iceland, you don't have to go to Scotland or any of these places. What I'm saying is, and you hear this all the time, but this means a lot. Be the best that you can be. You know, they say the best version of yourself. This will make you better than any. I played organized sports. I'm sure Stevie has too. It never matched up. My mother and I were talking about this the other night. Two things, and I'll give it right back to you and we'll finish up, is this. Two things that were really important. Number one, I don't know how this all went down because it was funny, Steve. I don't know if your dad did it. I used to get my father to buy, you know, boxing bags, this thing, that thing, you know, and I never stuck with it. And he said to me, I said, Dad, I want to start lifting weights. And I don't know where it all came from. I have no idea how this all started in my head. And I was trying to think of it the other night. I said, what the hell fired me up with weights? So just out of the blue, he's talking to my Aunt Gloria. She's over in Connecticut. So that's probably about a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive. And my cousin Willie, who was much older than me, had a set of sand weights. I've told this story. And my Uncle Will was a master craftsman and a teacher, too, school teacher. This guy could build stuff uh, unreal. He built a wooden bench. I mean, this thing was the heaviest thing I've ever seen in a bench. Of course, it's about as comfortable as laying on rocks, but I didn't care, all right? So we go over there, bring it back, and we bring it down the cellar, and I'm like, it's leaking all over the sand weights, and I've said this before, and anybody that really understands what I'm talking about can identify with it. When I picked up that leaky set of weights, and I couldn't even tell you how much was on it, I remember they were gold, and it had the old school bar with the sleeve on it, and I had to take some of them off because I couldn't, I had to try to do a curl because that's really all I knew at the time. I curled that thing, and I swear, the, the, I swear something blew out in my brain. It connected to that bar almost like it fused my hands to it. Yeah. And it was the greatest thing I ever did. And then the next thing is this. I'll tell you what. Guys like Doc Ridge, who I miss, my pop, 
you know, Frank Klein, I talk about all of them. These were men, like Stevie and I, and so many of the others on here, that we might not know you, I mean, as in face-to-face or ever have shaken your hand, which I hope we all do one day. But this is the way it is. You You need men like us that are going to come in and motivate you. Tell you that you, all right, you, you made a mistake. You got hurt. But you know what? You're going to still be able to do it. And the thing is, this is what more and more people need. They need somebody just to inspire them a little bit to get going. So I'll leave it at that. Um, another great show. Stevie, take your time. Summarize everything. Give out any info. I'll give mine. Just hang on the line. We'll get set up for another show, brother. Sorry, I really enjoyed the, the, the chat. There's somebody coming to the door, so the dog is going crazy. That's okay. That's, we need, <laughs> hey, we need dogs too, man. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, I suppose the only thing I've left to say really is about the, the gathering. We're, we're well advanced. Yep. We had the first meeting, five events this year, all stone lifting. It's the only stone lifting event like in, in its entirety, I think, that, that's around. So very, very exciting times ahead. That's awesome, man. Um, and they can get a hold of you through Facebook, correct, Stevie? Yes, Facebook or yeah, Facebook's probably the, the the best way. Okay. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24/7. If there's a show you like Stevie and I to do, go out to Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Also on iTunes and Stitcher, give us a five star review. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, and we are on AHA Directory, which is pronounced Aha. And you can get us in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the concrete jungle or the gym, five words will change their life forever and make it count. Also, my mom would always say when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are going through. And I'm sure Stevie sees it plenty. I see it so much. My God, man, I don't know what is going on with people anymore, and that's why we stress this stuff so much. I'm telling you, come on in here. It's a big tent that wants you. We will change your life forever if that's what you want to do. If you want to do this, we're all here, and we all are willing to help you out. So never be afraid to ask. Next, um, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, push it, Press it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. The great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says in blood red domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We follow no one. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Don't ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem forever, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. Well, It's more like a tidal wave, brother, and it's going to get bigger and bigger as we keep turning the screw in harder and harder. That's what it's all about. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, winners never quit, and how true is that? My God, my dad, be a leader, not a follower, be a leader, not a follower. Also, John Ridge, I spoke about him during the show. I'm telling you, everybody, if you met those three men, I've said how many times, if they were physically still here, they would be on with me in this in my office. I, All three of them, we do them individually. I'm telling you guys and women, you love these guys. They were just blunt force trauma. I mean it. They were the best. Also, too, like I said with John, he'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. As I said, if you know anything, about the universe, about how we're all electrically charged, everything we touch. 
that's called a paradigm shift. So when you have a bad day, think about John Ridge and say, keep smiling. I guarantee you it will change the scope of your day. Uh, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a million of your friends we're coming out to get you because I'm telling you right now, this show cannot be silenced. That's that's what I'm talking about. It is the best, the best, the best, the best. So think about that. Uh, also, too, Les Brown, uh, he would always say, um, I'm trying to think now because I haven't talked about Les Brown. Um, tell do you always say? I'll have to think about it. It'll come back to me. Um, well, I'll say this. You're all winners, champions, unstoppable, and you're all geniuses. Um, and that's what's the most important thing. That is the most important thing here, to always think like that. Because I'm telling you, it's the only way to think, all right? And we talked about so many things today, so many things that can advance your life. And Stevie is a master on here with us. And as I said, he is another big spoke in the M&M wheel. And, you know, oh, I don't want to forget this, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. And we take it two steps further, and we believe in you, and we got your back. And don't forget, sign up. Go out to Facebook, Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids, Motivation and Muscle, and Fiorella Barbell Company. I just put a big blog up yesterday about the power rack, about what we're doing, about the four pillars of power. Very interesting. I gave you a bite out of the apple to look at. And I sent you to the first volume one. We have six volumes, and there's other things I've done with John that are related to it, and Dr. William Wong too. So go out and listen. There's no, there's nothing out here like this. I'm telling you right now. And I want to bring Stevie in with a few things too. But we're, right now, we're not doing a lot of shows because we're working in the background rebuilding so many things. We just need to fix so many things because I want to go with an e-commerce site, et cetera, et cetera, and it doesn't just fall out of the air. You want to do it right, and that's the way it is. Stevie, always an honor. So glad to have you back here. Uh, give your best to my dad, and we will get set up for another show, my friend. Thanks very much, Ray. It's always a pleasure chatting to you. I really enjoy our chats. I genuinely do. Me too. Uh, I think yourself. always here to help if anybody needs any help with this. I'm always happy to share my experience with them. Absolutely. So, for Stevie Shanks, this is Eric Fiorello. This show will be up either tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest. And <clears throat> we're looking at maybe another show this weekend. I don't know. We had technical difficulties with John and uh, Dr. Wong. But he, Dr. Wong, boy, Michelle convinced him to buy a new computer. He needed one. Wednesday, you could be looking at another one next weekend. We'll see what happens. But there's other shows coming up. But right now, we've got so much business to tie together on the other end. It has to be done. It just has to be done. That's part of responsibility. That's just part of what we are. So everybody, get out there. Get into some physical culture. Contact Stevie, myself, anybody here. I guarantee you big things are on the horizon for you. So for Stevie Shanks, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening, everybody. Look for the show midweek, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great week and lift big, heavy things. Take yeah. care, everyone. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll, we'll see, see you next time. time.